0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Drive to Succeed podcast. My name is Daniel, the host of the show. If it's your first time tuning in today, thank you so much for investing your time. And for those of you old timers in here, thank you so much for supporting this podcast because this podcast would not exist without you. So wherever the part of the world you are in, thank you so much. And today's episode is all about confidence. What is confidence? What is the reason why you're confident in a certain situation And what is the reason why you're not confident or somehow you just lost your confidence and you cannot do the things that you used to do and you cannot take risk on doing new things as well because you're not confident enough. You're not worthy enough. You think that I need to do this, do that. And what is the thing that is holding me back? So these are the type of questions I ask today in our special guest expert which is no other than Dr. Nancy Haynes, the founder of the Center of Confidence, which is how you can be confident and get noticed so you can be the leader who you are meant to be. So without further ado, before I spoil everything, let's welcome the one and only Dr. Nancy Haynes. Nancy, thank you so much for coming here for the Drive to Succeed podcast. I believe uh, it's Actually, the second time we we're actually talking, the first time I met you was on the event that you spoke, uh, I think, way back with J- in JLT with Spencer, yes?
1: Yes, the Level Up. It was with Level Up for confidence in presenting.
0: Yes, exactly. So I'm. Um, the reason you're here today is to enlighten us about confidence and how can you know, people navigate these tough times, especially in the workplace, you know, especially as women. And we're going to talk about his uh, this kind of topics. So, just to have a little bit context and background, Nancy, tell us who you are, what what do you do, and you know, what's your background?
1: Absolutely. So, hi everybody, and I'm so grateful uh, to be on your podcast. Um, so, I'm Dr. Nancy Haynes, and I started. I've been out here in Dubai for about three years now, um, from LA. So, uh, to anybody who's in the states or who's an American out here, because my goodness, I haven't been able to find a ton of Americans out here. <laughs> so all is good. All is good. Uh, but yeah, my background is in human resources. So I started, I have about 15 years of experience, but eight of those years, um, I had my own HR consulting firm. Mm-hmm. So I got a little taste of corporate life and then you know entrepreneurship, which I think uh, a lot of us tend to uh, not really understand that in mindset mm-hmm. it does change from corporate to now you're running your own business. So that, that's, that was my little shift that happened in LA mm-hmm. and then, and then I came out here. Uh, I, I I started actually tapping into confidence coaching from when I was getting coaching for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was getting just, you know what? It was that time when you feel stagnant. It's that when that, when you have that moment when you're like, I know there's something more to life, but I don't know what it is. Like it was this restlessness, um, business was going great and everything else, but there was, it was just something that was missing. And so, uh, my mentor began this nonprofit for women and she invited me in to be on like her board of directors. And so Mm -hmm. I became the director of empowerment and, and then I just, I fell in love with the empowerment piece for women. And I focused on confidence in itself because a lot of the coaching that I received in like the few years that I had it, um, a lot of it went back into the lack of confidence that I had in myself, whether it was work, Mm -hmm. uh, relationships, uh, anything else, even myself, the view that I had of myself, um, it had a lot to do with it and physically and mentally. So when I, kind of pieced it all together and i was like oh my gosh this is what i can talk about um uh, i have experience in this so now i can move forward so i created the ebook for that particular purpose mm-hmm. and then it just took off like i started just randomly doing groups. In, uh,
0: amazon or something
1: <laughs> yes it is it's on amazon keys to confidence um and yeah so i went uh i started doing the groups uh I did a, a group of cheerleaders I did in San Francisco, some girl that, I don't know, she found me somehow got in communication with me. And then I did uh, the program for, for her group of girls. And then I did it for a group of financial analysts mm-hmm. in Utah. So it just became like this thing that I was doing and it was fun for me in the sense that it was fulfilling. And then, so when I made the move out here to Dubai, I was like, you know, as much as I love doing human resources, one, because it's that human contact. Yes. I was using the coaching in the HR management piece where I was, mm. you know, people had issues. They were coming in to me and they're like, okay, this is a situation. How do I fix this? And then I ended up just doing the coaching along with the managers. And honestly, that was a part that I truly enjoyed and I thrived in. So I was like, boom, okay, this is what I want to do from now on. So yeah. Yeah. that's why I did it when I came out here.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So just a track back, so you were in LA and uh, you had your own HR consultancy and you were an HR yourself and somehow just found out the love and passion working with professionals, how they manage problems their stress or some burnout in the workplace. Um, and are you, a is that what they call it? Is it a psychologist by trade or?
1: No, you know what? I think a psychologist by like nature, because in human resources, um, I always was very curious as to why people behave the way they do. And so I took, I think even with the coaching that I received, getting a lot of those tools, I was like, ooh, I could use that for so-and-so manager or I could do that. So I was like piecing it all together. But in, in a sense, and I will say, I think that was where I thrived the most was in employee relations. So I can honestly say I had probably one of my toughest, toughest clients where I was traveling across the whole US. Um, They gave me, it was a retail client, a luxury client. And I remember Mm -hmm. they opened up all across the US. So imagine like from LA to New York, to Miami, to Boston, it was like everywhere. And to be able to go visit each store and like basically dive in and like pinpoint everything, help them out and then go to the next one. It was like the hardest, but it was also the most fulfilling. Mm because you see the impact that you have. And it was just by having that conversation. So anytime anybody had issues, they were like, send them to Nancy. Like, they're like, she's got it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do this.
0: So what are the common problems in terms of confidence? Because I I believe uh, confidence is something that you can learn. And confidence is something that you earn probably when you were, you know, in childhood or you were in school, probably some, some bad experiences happened, so your confidence went down or probably have some identity issues within yourself that if you're, you know, trying to do something. I'm not a coach by trade, but, you know, just yes. working with people, I somehow found, you know, this kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then you hit the nail on the head, I think, on a few points, which is, yes, you had it. And then at some point, something happened along the way that started molding you and shifting you in a different direction. Um, and it, it, doesn't even have to be anything traumatic. And I think that's what people like, Oh, I've never had any trauma. Like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be like this horrific thing that happened to you. It just has to be the one thing that shifted you. So like, for example, I always wanted to do like journalism and broadcasting and interviewing people yeah. and in my room, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. And I would like visualize it in my head. But then I remember telling my mom, like oh my gosh, mom, like, I really want to do like, you know, journalism. And she immediately like, no hesitation was like, you're not good at that. You're very shy. (laughs) And the moment she said that it was like, as a child, you take that on as, as an identity. Like, oh, that's right. I am shy. Like, duh, Nancy, what are you thinking? So, you know, my safe route was, well, HR, I'm still dealing with, you know, helping people and dealing with people. So I love that. Okay, I'll do that. So I did do that, but you know, that desire that you have, man, I wish I would have really done that. I mean, one simple comment immediately shifts you into like a whole nother direction, but then the identity piece where you just said it all along, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm shy. I'm shy. So yeah, that's how I was in school. I didn't really speak to anybody. I had a, I had a huge problem speaking to people because It was that thing that I, you know, you create in your head. So imagine if that comment when you're 12 affected you. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, like now you're like a grown ass person and you're like, okay, I can't even give a presentation because I go blank. That is an entire lifetime that the identity has completely transformed from one comment that was made.
0: Mm -hmm. And when, when was the time where you decided that, you know, this is, this is who I am this is what I needed to do to shift from being the shy person into coming out and working with people. What is the catalyst and what does the transition look like?
1: Uh, okay, so I knew I've always, I was always shy. So I've always known that. Um, I, it was horrific. I couldn't ever figure out my voice. Like, what does that sound like? What does it feel like to have your own voice? So it wasn't until I decided to move away from home Mm -hmm. to another state and in class like I went three months without hanging out with anybody because Mm -hmm. obviously it's a new place I'm not talking in that it was so hard for me to introduce myself to somebody like the fear of rejection was like this huge monster and I just couldn't do it until finally I hit my breaking point of I'm getting depressed I'm lonely I'm in this new place I don't talk to anybody. And like, why, like, why am I doing this to myself? And I myself have known like, okay, I need to do something about this. Nobody else is gonna do it. So honestly, I, it was like every day from that day forward, like in class, I would turn around and be, if I saw somebody that even like <laughs> remotely like made eye contact with me, I was like, hi. So like, I'm new here and like, what do you guys do here to have fun? And that's how it kind of started. And then I got a taste of it and I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't so bad. And then it just, like, I could feel myself going back to like the essence of of being me again. And I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so good. So from then on, anything that scared me, I was like, I'm gonna face it head on. Uh, Okay, I have a fear of heights. Okay, what do I do? I went, you know, I went, uh, I jumped off a plane. Okay, let's skydive, let's do it. Like, I became that person that I was like, I'm afraid of that. Okay. I need to do it. Like I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do it. So that kind of just became a part of me. And that's honestly what's helped me a lot to help Mm
2: -hmm. a lot
1: of the clients um, to face all that stuff, because I know I understand how they feel, but then I understand also how to get them, you know, to the other side.
0: Do, Do you have like a process, do you have a process that you work on or maybe a structure to, you know, transform a client from being shy to being confident? Because I know when you mentioned confidence, you know, for some people, it feels like it's very broad, and sometimes you know you can also apply it. Let's say your father somehow you lost your job, so you don't you're, you're not more confident when you're facing your kid, or you know you're not facing your your wife or something. And confidence when you lose a job, you kind of go back to workplace, and you know. So, what is the what is the structure look like, and what are your tips and advice that you can you know share with our audience right now? And
1: yes. So I cannot say there's a specific, um, structure. Why? Because everybody's so different. Um, some people that are, you know, in different, in a different place in their life. And you said it exactly. I think it's teaching people how to get connected to their core. Mm -hmm. And then you go out into the world and do whatever it is that you need to do. Because just like you said, right now, when you said it, you know, like that father that let's say he lost his job, And now he lost his confidence. Why did you lose your confidence? Because you as a person haven't changed. So what is it? Ah, it's an external factor. Mm -hmm. So you are placing value in the title that you had, not in the person that you are. So it's like, Oh, boom. You know, (laughs) they're like, ouch. Okay. How do I do that? You know, once you hit that point, then it's like, okay, how do I learn that no matter what happens externally, yeah. Who I am inside does not change. And that is what you, you know, you learn and you teach. And a thing that I think helps me go to sleep at night is once I teach an adult
2: mm-hmm.
1: and help them kind of get connected back to their essence again, they will now be able to teach their children. Mm. So when their child comes home to say, mom, and you know, this, somebody bullying happened, you know, this is what happened. They can use those same tools and use it with their children. Yeah. Because it is, it's going to happen. I mean, let's be honest, but I think for men and women, that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, before, you know, before I was, you know, uh, strong and I was fit and I was, you know, in a competition and then now I gained, you know, like 10 pounds and now all of a sudden myself self-esteem is down the tubes. Why? Yeah. Again, it goes back to you placed so much value. And your identity became, that is the fit, healthy so-and-so instead of the inside of who you really are. Mm -hmm. So every person is different. But I think at the beginning, we always find what area of your life is basically hurting you the most because it affects it in all areas, mental, physical, career, business, relationships. Mm -hmm. So like even people that are dating, like if you don't feel good enough, like you can eat healthy and go to the gym all you want, but when it comes time to that you know, person that you're like, Oh my gosh, that would be my person. You won't be ready for them because you immediately like you go back into that old version of you and you just can't get past it.
0: So So, um, is is there like a discovery call that you do or like discovery process?
1: I do. I do. You know why I think this is really important. I think for anybody who's looking to, whether it's a business coach, whether it's a life coach, whatever, as long as you know, you need the help. I think you do need to have a discovery call with a coach to f- to figure out if you connect with them, number one. And if you have kind of like the same values and, and, and the same style that you, that will make you change or that'll make you like excited to have that talk with them. I've had many people call and say, you know, I'm, I, you know, I've talked to three other people. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. And I honestly find that so awesome because I'm like, okay, you're at least you're, Oh, op- you know, yeah. I need to find the person that's right for me. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't mean that that person has more experience, that that one has more, you know, more uh, certificates on the wall, like mm-hmm. whatever. For some people it's not about that. It's who can I trust mm-hmm. to be able to open up and share
2: mm-hmm.
1: what it is it is that's going on and honestly it's whoever for anybody who's looking to get you know a coach um, to charge your worth to do this to do that you know so many different things
2: yeah.
1: find the person that you resonate with the most find the person that you're excited to talk to the most the person that you can trust to say i got your hand i'm gonna take you through this like you're not <laughs> gonna go back <laughs>
0: yeah. exactly and and uh, let's say um like obviously there's a lot of you know, factors uh, when a person lost his confidence in some way? Is there like, you know, factors, um, let's say right now in, in the workplace? So women, there's a common connotation that women should always have a desk job, maybe like a receptionist, an admin, an HR. What are your thoughts on that? And how do women can position themselves, you know, as a leader and empower themselves, um, you know, to stand up similar to those counterpart men
1: yes so i read a book and i think it's called the confidence gap
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's so good because it does talk about women and men and how you know when a man i'm not going to say every single one of them you already know this is like there's always an exception to the rules. so <laughs> let's let's put that out there okay before everybody gets crazy on me but yes when I've had conversations with even like when I've done keynote speaking and we're talking about that a lot, a lot of the wives will say, you know, when I'm trying to apply for a job or for promotion, like I get so nervous, like, Oh my gosh. Okay. No, I'll wait. I need to have a little bit more experience. Like you question and you're like, you have a million different reasons why you cannot do it or why you shouldn't do it. And it's until you feel like, okay, I'm a hundred percent ready and then you want to go. Right. As a woman, when they tell me, you know, my husband, he wasn't even like sure he could do that job and he still applied for it and he he got it, you know, like things like that. And I was like, yeah, there is a confidence gap between men and women. And statistically, it is a lot more women go into the desk job because, it's, you know, it's the safest thing to go. But if you think about it, that's from childhood. Mm. When a, a child is outside playing, what do you tell like your little boy? Like if he runs and gets dirty and hits himself, you're like, yeah, like celebrate it. Like get out there. (laughs) If a little girl goes and falls, the parents are like, oh my gosh, like she fell. Oh, pick her up. Like make sure she's like, you know, dressed in her little dress and she's sitting properly when a little boy can go out and run and, you know, be rambunctious. But that's normal for a little boy, right? Yes. but not for a little girl. So I think it starts from our own perception of what that is. Mm-hmm. When you see a CEO, when you see, you know, uh, in in trading, for example, like you know, with stocks and like all this stuff, it's a it's a male thing. But why? Because women are afraid of the numbers. You know, we're like, oh, you know, maybe okay. I know, I'll be an accountant. You know, like no, like start taking steps to get out of your comfort zone. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Like it. It doesn't always have to be in that, but again, it goes back to aligning yourself to your true core. If somebody would have asked me, what do you really want to be? Like in, when I was in the university, if somebody would have even just asked me that question, it would have triggered for me to come up to say, you know what, I want to do journalism and like this and this, but, and then I would have said all the excuses why, but then at least somebody can still mold you. But nobody asks that anymore. Like, what is it that you truly want to mm-hmm. do or be yeah. in this world. Not what everybody always, even when you network, what do you do? Oh, I'm an accountant. Oh, I'm, a, I, you know, I own my own business. I do podcast. I do, you know, it's, and it's like you've now labeled yourself as that's who you are. Yes. And now you stuck yourself in that little box of On that
0: identity. And probably, that is the
1: identity that I have. Exactly.
0: Understood. Exactly. Oh, so let me ask you a question. If you can have another chance or or another shot in life where you can be a journalist, would you do it?
1: (laughs) Dang, you're putting me on the spot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about confidence. (laughs)
1: I'm like, no, you know what? I totally would. I totally would. Um, I think I still do. You know, I still, I haven't given up on that. Honestly, I have not. And I think my first step was, launching the podcast where I'm like you know when people used to videotape me before and then they would say oh you know watch your video I would cringe I was like nope I don't want to see it like I don't care how I sounded I went on I went off and uh, bye and now I'm like you know when I listen back into you know when I was listening to the podcast and I was cracking up and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I said that or you know little things here and there I thought you know this is what makes me smile?
2: Yeah,
1: it's what fulfills me. There's a message that I have that I, you know, can I use it to impact or influence uh, change in people? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. So then I, I made it not about me, but about the impact that I can do. So yeah. I think that kind of like eased off the the pressure <laughs> a little bit. Of you're on camera and you're like, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, uh, uh, even me myself, I. I love to write, but I didn't take it. Uh, most people don't know. I, actually, I'm a nurse by trade, but I didn't practice.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and I how did
1: that come about?
0: Yeah, so basically, we have a term called RN. So yes. RN is like registered nurse, but me is a rejected nurse because I didn't pass the board <laughs> exam.
1: Oh my gosh! But then I realize. are like, you doing? Are you doing what you want to do?
0: Now it's it's my time to be on the now
1: spot. Now it's your turn to be on yeah. the spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I pretty much love what I'm currently doing, um, especially on the podcasting. Because I, 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 I think it was 2014 and 2015 where I worked in a publishing industry.
1: Ah, uh-huh, okay.
0: So I used to publish. All, so I, I was working as a project manager. So we, you know, we conceptualized a magazine quarterly where we could, you know, publish it and then have CEOs interviewed. But I, went, I was not the one interviewing. I was more on the commercial side of things. So basically once the company said yes, then we interviewed the CEO and then, you know, featured them whatsoever. So it's similar with the CEO of Middle East. Um, and then <clears throat> 2015, I started my own company, and then 2000 it was around 2018 where I got fed up. Where I told myself I, I wanted to go back to publishing and interview CEOs or you know this and that. Then I tried to launch my first online business magazine, and it didn't took off. Like I was literally every time I receive a press release, I just copy paste it and then post it on the website (laughs) and then people will think, can you interview this guy? I thought this is like a proper business portal magazine or something. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, for a magazine to be sustainable, especially in print or online, you need to have advertisers. Um, so there, I was trying to pitch for a sponsor, but nobody wanted to come on board. So I, so I told myself, you know what? Let's let's just forget this because anyway, when you interview CEOs or any type of corporates, they have a certain guidelines. So they they don't probably be open as much as we wanted to do. So I decided to just you know launch a podcast. And literally when I, when I was uh, teaching this on on a masterclass, I showed them how I how I launched the podcast itself. In November, it was November 2018. I was on, I think I was on Spencer's events. So I, I went, before launching, I, I just, you know, informed me like, can you be a guest on my podcast? I said, yeah, of course I'm going to do it. But then I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have equipment. I didn't know how to do an intro or show. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I did, I just, you know, posted it on social media like, Hey guys, I'll be uh, launching the drive to succeed on January 2019. Just stay tuned. But when when you you know think about it, I didn't have anything, and now I have four weeks to study how to create a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you took that you know that chance. If you would have seen how I recorded my first episode, which I launched last week, yes. you would be cracking up. But you know what? It goes back to how bad do you want it and what do you want to do like I was like you know what who cares doesn't matter that I have you know the high-tech studio blah 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 yeah. no I don't so you know what I just gotta do it and it's the Gary Vee mentality of like just do it just do it like put it out there put the content get the episode out yeah and you know learning oh how do I get this on 19-? you know it, and it's stuff that's not familiar you know when would I be doing that if I was in HR like yeah right Exactly. But all of this kind of gives you that creativity. Like now, again, it goes back to the confidence of yeah. if I can do this, I can definitely do this. And you know what? Even if it doesn't work out, I did it and I gave it what I had and that's it. And then I move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I always believe that uh, when, you're, when you're starting to create content, I always I'm an, an advocate of this is that. You just start doing it now because anyway nobody will care and nobody nobody will consume your content because you don't you you don't have the right yet to be listened. You know what I mean? When when like like I mentioned earlier, when I'm doing live even now, nobody's watching. Um, but on podcast it was originally that way. There were like five listening, maybe originally it was to me and my mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like my mom was listening.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But what I'm trying to say is that because when you start now, um, like me, for instance, if you if you listen to my first episode, it was so terrible. I sound sleepy. My voice is like crackling. <laughs> my intro takes two minutes to you know get the point across. <laughs> and literally, when I did this live on a masterclass, and the students were like listening listen to this first episode then listen to this recent one it's like yeah I gotta do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what you're right I think you build you build on your mistakes I think a big part of it is that when you're listening to it like that's like when I did it I I didn't even want to post it I was like oh my gosh like people are gonna tell me like what shut up like nobody wants to listen to you But I was like, you know what? And this is what really made me just say, I'm just going to do it was my goal is that one person listens to it. If one person listens to it and it helps them, that is my goal. And that is what I did. And that is like every episode. I'm like, I'm going to focus on, it helps one person. And crazy enough, you know, when I posted about it, it, like four or five women just reached out and they said, thank you. Like, when's the next one when I got that I was like I hit my goal because it was one person I'm like if one person listens to it I'm gonna be a happy camper um but you're right I think you're exactly right if you want to do something I honestly go for it and do it because along the way you might fail but it's never really failure I feel like it's feedback yeah exactly. what can I do different on the next one uh, or on the next project and honestly that whatever happens, it's a next stepping stone for you to get to where you really want to go.
0: Yeah. And I think that's also one of the reasons where the more you do it, the more confidence it builds up to you.
1: Yes. Uh, I just 100%. want
0: to head way back to the confidence. <laughs> 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 because I think we're just going up, having fun on this podcast.
1: <laughs> we're having fun. We're having fun. But it does tie back. And it is, it is, it takes practice. And that's like, you know, when you ask me, do you have a structure?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, there are definitely pieces that are included. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean your journey in that might be very different than somebody else. If somebody is prepared to face whatever it is that they're doing, mm-hmm. then great. Some people, it takes them a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and it's okay. Everybody has that, you know, the journey that they're going on. But at least they know that they're moving forward.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I'm just really curious. We're talking about confidence. Um, what is your greatest failure?
1: Oh my gosh. Out of how many, what, what list do you want to go on? Um, Probably one of the things
0: that made like a huge impact in what you're doing right now, or, you know,
1: Do you know what? I will tell you this as much as I hate to admit this. No, I don't hate to admit it. It's a part of me that I'm like, ugh. I got a divorce Mm -hmm. and it was because of that, that it really made me think about me as a person. Like after everything was said and done that, you know, even getting my own coaching, it was that real, that moment of me, like it wasn't about me and somebody else it was about me. And I really started looking at like, I knew my gut knew, but the fear said, just do it. Like, who cares? Like, don't listen to that right now. Yeah. And that's what really, I said, you know, in my head, my worth, my value, everything, I knew it but I didn't act on it.
2: Mm. I
1: knew that that wasn't the direction I should have gone in, yet the fear of what are people gonna say and the fear of what if I'll lonely forever, like all of that took power over what was really like inside of me that I was like, oh. And that taught me a lot. Once everything was said and done, I honestly realized that it was the lack of self-confidence that I could find that person that I really deserved and that I wanted, Mm -hmm. that it made me not do that. And and honestly, throughout my dating life after that, it was, it just felt so different, so different. Because once you know that you have that within you, anything that comes your way that you know it doesn't align with you, it's so easy to say, you know, thanks next like you know
0: you're like there's a saying that if it's not hundred percent you know hell yes you know it's probably a no so
1: (laughs) yes that's exactly right but you know and that that taught me a lot and that it was because of that that it really made me look at the impact Mm -hmm. that a lack of confidence in yourself can get you into that kind of you know lifelong commitment that you're looking at knowing deep down inside that it's not something. So I'm like, imagine if it if it made me get married, imagine like people that are in positions that they know they don't want to be in or that they feel like they deserve more, but they're too afraid to ask for the promotion or for the raise.
2: Yes.
1: It's like come like you're you're paying a price for not having enough confidence in yourself.
0: Mm, interesting. Cause I, I believe there the one one reason why people are not getting promoted is because yeah you're you're right that they're afraid to ask and they're always keep on waiting and waiting and waiting to get noticed instead of yes. presenting yourself like hey I can do this or you know why don't you consider me for promotion and in return this is what i am going to do for the company and this and that
1: 100% 100% i think that's the biggest Misconception. And I, I mean, I say it for myself when I knew, even in work that, you know, that was, again, I go back to like, when I put all the pieces together, it was that lack of confidence in myself when, you know, they were paying a director, you know, 10 times more than they were paying me. But then when they let that person go and then they said, Hey, Nancy, now you're in charge of the whole U.S. Um, over eight, you know, 800 employees, 600 employees, I can't even remember. And I was so afraid to ask for a raise. Like I was like, well, you know, before I was just in charge of like a little office, like of like, you know, five, 10 of the employees. Now there's 600 and mm-hmm. I'm not asking for a raise. I was like so scared and I didn't, I didn't ask. I, I, I just traveled. I did what I had to do. I was working like crazy yeah. and I was so afraid to ask because what if they don't?
0: Exactly. And w- one of the things I always believe is that all, there's a power of yes and there's also power of no. Um, it's really funny that there's so contradicting in like, for instance, if you wanted to get promoted, you need to say yes. But if you always say yes, then you end up saying no to the things that are not important. So what is the best time to say no? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> Do you know what? You honestly, I feel like there is power in no when, when, for example, and this is a perfect example, let's say you do go and ask for a raise
2: yeah.
1: and you're wanting, I'm just going to throw a number out there. You want $5,000 more.
2: Yeah.
1: When you go in and you haven't fully owned your worth
2: mm-hmm. and
1: yet they go in there and they say, no, they say, sorry, no, we're not going to give you five. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll give you two.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like, they'll negotiate with you. So remember, if they would have said yes, we'll give you a $5,000 raise, you would have said yes. Yeah. But they said, no, we cannot, we're, we're not looking at a raise of 5000 but we'll give you 2000 mm. You now have the power to say the no. Now it's no. that no is Really, that question that is like put up in the mirror for you to say, Is this really what you want?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it isn't because yeah. you want the five, and it's okay that that no happened because now you know you've done it, you've felt it. It's like yeah. almost when you feel the rejection of somebody, and then you're like, Okay, I got over it. You know what? The next one that says no, it's like, yeah. Whatever, like, like it's how like, about it
0: is to ask another, maybe,
1: yeah, you know, and it's. It's different because you know what, that no could lead you or be redirecting you into the path that you should be going into.
2: Yeah, They
1: say no to you and then all of a sudden a company calls you to offer you something with them. Guess what? Like it's redirecting you into where you should be.
0: Exactly. So you mentioned about should, where you should be. What's next with you right now?
1: What is next? So besides the podcast now that I'll be on, you know, weekly episodes and doing that fun stuff, I'm actually working on the online program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to give out the name or anything because I'm like <laughs> waiting to, to get it all done and set up, but I'm super excited. It should be done within the next couple of weeks. Sure. Um, the modules with their workbook and all of that. And I'm really excited because it's going to be all put in one place for you to go through and go at the pace that you would like
0: mm-hmm. everybody
1: has a different lifestyle but and that's, the, cent- the centered theme serious. of that
0: is about confidence yes say that again uh, the, the centered theme of that course or online workshop
1: yes yes it is it's building your confidence your self-worth and every benefit that it has in it every part of your life needs it um and and i do all of the modules in the in the program will include um even the kind of relationships that you have even if you're a business owner because it's kind of it's what kind of clients do you want what Mm. kind of relationships do you want to what's your network like do you want to hang out what like who are you attracting it a lot of it has to do with the confidence in yourself it it really really does
0: interesting interesting yeah now that i think about it most of what you do and most what i do are kind of similar but uh, different approach so and more is more about I think what you do is more about mindset and tactical um, how do you you know create that belief and what are the things that are hindering you to make you believe that you are worth it because I believe that there's a lot of experiences struggles challenges that probably you know might dub, double down that uh, one domino about your confidence and somehow you know your identities crushes and I needed someone to make me feel complete again like you know like yes. there, there's one thing about Jerry Maguire like you complete me <laughs> yeah.
1: you know why that is so true you're like you know, oh imagine like nowadays I'm like no you don't completely. you are a part of me but you don't complete you know it's not this whole like independence rocking you know thing it really isn't but it really is knowing that worth and not accepting anything less mm mm-hmm. So, it's being okay with saying no or accepting that no or getting that no. <laughs> yeah. you know that there's something better on the other side.
0: Honestly. So, just a couple more questions. Who inspires you? Like, do you have mentors? Do you have, you know, like, I don't know, like, because obviously you're a coach. Who coached Nancy? So, is your mentor?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. So, I started getting coaching from uh, my, me- which she still is. Um, one of them uh, is Gina she uh she was uh
2: is she in LA in or? idaho
1: yeah, yeah yeah she's uh she still does coaching and development but she kind of introduced me into really getting to know me a little bit more so it started with her and then obviously we became such good friends and then you know becoming a part of her board of directors and then it just continued after that um so she was and still is um there's other people now that i have as far as mentors like uh for example like business mentor where I'm like, okay, I need to understand money mindset and this and that and everything else. Like I have a person for that. I have a person who does more of like on the spiritual side, a spiritual mentor. So, you know, as, as I've grown to understand different things, you have different needs. Sometimes you do not need as much business, but you might need a little bit more on the spiritual side or you might not need as much. So it's different, but I'm glad I have a very strong, um, reliable, system around me that whenever I need it, I can always reach out. And, and honestly, for anybody who is listening, an investment in yourself is getting coaching. doesn't matter who it's from. At least you're getting something because that person is steps ahead of you, which is where you want to go. And so that hand holding into that direction is priceless.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And I, I also believe that, you know, the more you are performing on a high level, the more you need coaching. So you don't need a coach when you're struggling. You need a coach when you're, when you're better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. This is very, very true. I feel like they hold almost. It's like the accountability. Like if you want to be functioning at that level, you know that you, you do, you need a coach to be, um, you know, taking you into that kind of into that place where you haven't been there. Mm -hmm. You don't know the perspective from that point of view. So, you need somebody else to kind of guide you in that direction instead of you trying to figure it out on your own.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel like we can talk for hours. Now. I... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, but I hope, I hope everybody got at least an understanding of what, what it really is and the importance of it and how it impacts your life.
0: Exactly. So working, work in your audience find about your work how can they hang out with you where they can find you
1: absolutely so i'm mostly these days i'm on linkedin Mm -hmm. and i'm on instagram so the instagram handle is at the underscore confidence underscore catalyst so i will have i'm sure you'll have to like tag (laughs) tag that (laughs) tag me in there somewhere um and then also on linkedin obviously dr nancy haynes look it up i do a lot of videos there um you know to kind of help people along the way sharing tips and tools during these times especially um which is good really really good
0: all right awesome so my last and final question to you um if everything is stripped away from you so i i I don't know if you've heard this before (laughs) so if everything is stripped away from you, your business your coaching your books your online courses whatever if everything is stripped away, what would be your main drive to succeed?
1: What would be my main drive to succeed? Oh, that's a good one. I don't have kids, so I can't really say it would be my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually parents are like, oh, my children. Yeah. Um, what would be my main reason to succeed? You know what it would be? It would be for generational purposes. So I come from a Mexican background, and I feel like there, there's not a – a lot around us of people that we see that succeed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and for me, it would be that would be my thing that I would want uh, to leave that legacy or that imprint to somebody to say, if she did it, I can do it.
0: Yeah. If Nancy oh, can do it, then everybody If Nancy can do
1: it, can do it I totally can do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So, so I think, uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your journey with us today. And this is probably one of the best interviews I had during the lockdown. So, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to stop this recording. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And see you in the next episode. All right, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode with Dr. Nancy. I hope you get so much value and really enjoy this episode. And the reason I'm doing this outro is because I wanted to have a conversation with you guys and girls or women and men. What are your thoughts about how we can move forward with the podcast? What are the type of content? What are the type of experts? What are the type of interview themes stories or narratives that you wanted to listen into this podcast. If you can help me get featured or get new guests onto the show, I would really appreciate, you know, for you supporting this cause and supporting this mission. So I really wanted to hear from you. And if you wanted to come onto the show, feel free to message me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Francisco underscore Or you can email me at danielfranciscopublic at gmail.com. So that's my details. you wanted to get featured or you wanted to interact with me, I wanted to know you guys. Of course, this podcast wouldn't exist without your support. And last but not least, let me ask you a question. How many of you would like to build your presence online and make... Income online because I am here not to show you how to be a millionaire, but I'm here how you can use the right platforms and how you can spread your message using personal branding. And of course, you need to have some sort of expertise and results generated for me to help with you on a one on one or a one to group level basis. So if you're interested, please go message me or go to the free training webinar that I created for you guys. It's succeed.com forward slash personal branding 2020. So again, that's www.thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash personal branding 2020. So if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share this with your friends, peers, family, network, you know, email blast this, you know, screenshot me on Instagram as well. I would really appreciate it. So until next time, thank you so much wherever part of the world you are in. God bless you. Thanks again for joining us at the Drive to Succeed podcast. If you're enjoying learning from this podcast, you can show your support by sharing and rating this on iTunes or Stitcher and sharing it with your friends on social media and tag us on Instagram at the Drive to Succeed underscore podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. See you in the next episode.